You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast with Pastor Dave Coop. We're talking about fighting the good fight of faith. Jesus said one of the strategies of Satan is when they hear the word, immediately tries to come and take the word because they didn't understand it. Somebody asked me one day, how can you use movie clips in your message? Or why do you have PowerPoint? Why do you do that? Why don't you just speak God's word? One of the reasons we do is because we want to make the word understandable. Why did we have fencers last week? Didn't Matthew and Mona do a good job? Yeah, that was amazing. They were just, why do we do that? We'll never forget the sword of the spirit after last, after last week. And uh, we understood the sword better because of their illustrations. And because we understood it, it's a lot harder for Satan to come and steal the word. But if we don't understand it, if we're speaking, it's all over our head, and we're using terms that nobody understands, and we're just kind of speaking over people's heads, the word is easily taken. And we want to do the exact opposite. We want to make God's word so understandable that he can't come steal it, that we can get a hold on to it. The Bible says, hold the truth, hold on to the truth. And we want to get a grip on God's truth and say, I am not letting go. Proverbs says, buy the truth and sell it not. Tonight you're buying the truth. I mean, you didn't pay to get in here. Our offering wasn't a payment to hear the word. We're, but we're, we've made an effort. We took time. We took resources to be here tonight to buy the truth. And we're not going to sell it. The enemy comes along and puts a bid on it. Says, do you want to sell it out for this? Do you want to sell out for that? And we say, no, no, the truth is not for sale. I am not going to sell out on God's word in my life. I'm going to hold fast to God's word. Tonight we're going to talk about understanding your battle plan. And following the message, tonight, yay, we get to have communion. We love celebrating the Lord's Supper, what he did for us. He was really smart, and he gave us two really great illustrated messages that talk about what he did for us. One is baptism, which we have tomorrow, and the other one is communion. Both represent his death and resurrection. They're symbols, they're icons. They help us understand and remember what he did for us. So tonight we get to do that, and we love having communion. It's always fun in the month to do that. Today we're talking about understanding your battle plan. Remember last week, Matthew and Mona talked about they had strategies on how they were going to go into their match. And it was kind of fun because, first of all, Mona plugged her ears and Matthew said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then we, we had Mona do the same thing. You know, by the fourth service on Sunday, they were kind of already, they had uh, been figuring each other out for a while. But they had strategies going into their battle. And because we have an enemy who pursues us, like, us, like it or not, he pursues us, we have to have a battle plan. If you, if you just go in and you wing life and you don't have a battle plan, it's really easy for you to be a victim and be attacked by the enemy. We don't want that, so we're going to have a plan. We're going to think this through before we get there, and as a result of it, we can fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. And tonight we're going to be talking just about that, the good fight of faith. We're building on our other lessons, understanding our enemy, understanding our spiritual authority, and understanding our weapons. Tonight's understanding your battle plan. I was reading about an aircraft survival manual in another message that was spoken by a, a pastor, Mark McCool from Mississippi. He's a U.S. guy, and out of, the, out of their aircraft survival manual... He, they list key strategies that pilots use if they're ever shot down. There was a pilot shot down in the Vietnam War, uh, 45 miles north of Hanoi. And 
he used this manual, and for 23 days, he evaded the enemy, and he was successfully recovered. But he had a manual. He was trained. He had a strategy on what to do so that he wouldn't get caught by the enemy. And a lot of the principles that are in this manual are actually a great correlation to spiritual principles that we could have in our life for a battle plan. So we're going to use that tonight. Uh, The first one in your notes, if you want to put it in, the first thing that is in this manual is you have to stay alert, which, of course, really coincides with 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, where it says to keep alert. I have it in the Message Bible in your notes. It says, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. If we're spiritually napping, we're easily to be caught. Sleep is great for rest, but we don't want laziness. You know, there's a time of rest in our spiritual lives, and we need that. Jesus got away with his disciples, and they got refreshed, but we're not lazy. We have to stay alert. We have to stay rested, but alert. And the first point they give these pilots is stay alert. When you're, if you've been shot down, you're, if you have uh, this condition, stay alert. And then they said to assess your situation. What do you have? And treat your injuries promptly. I thought that was an interesting point. Treat your injuries promptly. And that's good correlation for us. In order to have a battle plan, one of the things we need to do is immediately treat our injuries. Don't harbor an offense. If you have a hurt, deal with it. Like one of my friends says, build a bridge and get over it. You know, don't, don't keep this thing around forever. If somebody's offended you, forgive them. If you have to deal with somebody, deal with it. Our enemy would love for us to stay in a hurt condition. And that's the whole message in itself, to forgive, to move on. Colossians 3 verse 13 tells us, You must make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Listen, unforgiveness and not forgiving others, harboring hurt, is its one of the quickest ways to weaken you in the life battles that we're going to have. We want to, as soon as we are injured, is get healed spiritually, get strong. We're going to start a course on Wednesday nights in September called Life Skills, and that first couple of lessons are going to be just about that, getting yourself healthy. Because you can't win if you don't have yourself healthy. You can't lead others if you can't lead yourself. We've got to get ourselves healthy, get, get rid of the hurts, get rid of those injuries, get rid of the parasites so that we can win in the battle that we have in life. And that's going to start September 23rd, and it's on Wednesday nights, and we're, we're, we're just going to go after it, get healthy. Stay alert. That's a big one, and it makes sense that we need to stay alert. Lots of scriptures about staying alert in the Bible. The second thing that was in this manual was, and I have, there's nine bullet points, so we're just going to go through these tonight. I understand each one of them could be a sermon, so you probably got some points you could add to it as you go along. We're just going to cover nine of them fairly quickly tonight. Number two is send signals. Second thing they tell you when you're shot down is send some signals. You're, you're in a battle, send signals. What does that mean? Pray, get some help for prayer. Uh, that's what you want to do right away is get some help for prayer. Make contact with rescue forces as quickly as possible. Communicate. 
You want to communicate with other people and you want to communicate with God. Remember from the last couple of lessons we talked about what's the enemy's strategy? His enemy's strategy is he wants to cut off the communication lines between you and God and he wants to cut off the communication lines between you and others. Every uh, enemy, when they attack someplace, they cut off communication lines. Get rid of the television, get rid of the radio, cut communication lines, and then you're vulnerable. Your enemy would like to do the same thing in you. Cut you off from church, cut you off from home group, cut you off from family, cut you off from God. And so what we must do is the very opposite in the middle of a battle is, wait a minute, I am going to send some signals. Send some signals to God. God, I need help. Send some signals to others. Hey, would you help me? I'm in a tough place. Please don't let pride keep you from doing this. Well, I'll tough it out. Me and Clint Eastwood, man, we can handle this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the next generation John Wayne. Don't be some kind of pseudo-maverick. No, no, you're going to say, I need some help. I need some prayer. Yesterday, we had, the guys went out and played paintball. It was my first time playing paintball. The first round, I didn't shoot one bullet, and I got shot within three minutes. It was terrible. I was, I, I, I was out of there before I knew what happened, Jesse. I was walking back with my hand up. It's very embarrassing having to leave the field. I was here. Don't you? It was just so like, oh... Mighty man of valor that I was, I was walking back. But you know what? I, I really, I didn't have a very good, I had no battle plan. You know, I was kind of busy helping, getting things organized. And I was thinking about that. And uh, I didn't really have a battle plan. And I, I went into it just kind of winging it. And uh, actually, I had some advice because I asked my son going over. I said, you know, Matt, you've played paintball. Any tips you got for me? He said, Dad, what you got to do is get a partner. You, can't, you, you have to have a partner. Get two or three guys because you can't cover everything. Get a partner. And then at the briefing, they said, now make sure you work in pairs. But guess what? I thought, no, no I can do this. Yeah, I'm pretty sneaky. So <laughs> I didn't have a partner. Hello. That was dumb. And, and so I got shot right away. And the second thing is I didn't communicate. Uh, we weren't communicating. We just kind of went out there, and a, a good paintball team will say, okay, I got your back. I got you covered. Okay, you can run to that next place, and I'll, I'll cover you while you're running. And you just blast the enemy with paintballs while you're running to the next place. But we didn't do that. Now, spiritually, when you're under attack, what you've got to do is get somebody to cover you with prayer. Cover, cover me with prayer. I'm under attack. When we were in Tennessee, we had went to school there for a year. Cheryl had a miscarriage. It was one of the hardest times of our life. And we had to call people for prayer. We called our friends. We called our family for prayer. And you know what? I felt like I was in this cocoon, in a spiritual cocoon. I felt totally covered. And there was this prayer around me that kept me. And sometimes you're in the battle you're in a business battle. You're in the hospital. There's a, there's a battle going on there. And you, you just don't have time to get up and spend an hour in prayer or whatever. You're, you're in the middle of it. You need somebody to cover you during that time. Send signals. Let that be part of your battle plan. And if you don't, I mean, on our walls, we have how to call the police. We have how to call the ambulance, the doctor to call. But do you have three or four people you could dial tonight if you were in a battle? No, I didn't think about that. Think, who would you call? Your home group leader? 
a family member, a trusted friend. We need to have like four or five people. When, we're, when we need cover, we can send some signals. Hey, I'm going through this. Can you, get, can, you, can you cover me in prayer today? I got an interview today. I need this job. And I'm all night working on my resume. I got to get ready for this business deal. I'm signing a million-dollar deal tomorrow. Every minute I'm cramming for this. Can you cover me in prayer? We need people to cover us in prayer. Does that make sense? Send signals. That's huge for your battle plan. Uh, Number three, remain evasive from the enemy. Evasive. I learned that in paintball yesterday. (laughs) They had this guy on their other team. He's a sniper. He wasn't part of our group. He took me out the first, I mean, he's the guy who took me out. He was this sniper guy. And I, I realized I wasn't very evasive, you know. I was like, I'm hard to miss in the first place. But anyhow, he, he, he got me. The second time around, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a little more evasive. I am not going to let him spot me, and I'm going to stay off his turf, so to speak. In order to win in the spiritual battles of life, stay evasive from the enemy. Stay off his turf. Don't put yourself in a place where you're vulnerable to his attacks. You know, I don't step out in paintball and say, hey, here I am. I'm, no, no, I, I try to stay undercover, correct? Yeah. And so we see here in 1 Timothy 6, 11, but you, Timothy, belong to God. You're on God's team. So run from all these evil things. Be evasive, in other words, and follow what's right and good. Pursue a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Psalm 91, dwell under the shelter of the Most High. I will declare, writes David here, I'll declare it. I'll say it. I'll speak it. I'll declare this of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He's my God. I'm trusting him. Stay under that covering. Stay under that protection. Well, the second time around in that second match of paintball, I was a lot smarter. I got under a covering. And I found a real sneaky place that I could hide. And this guy couldn't see me. I could see him, but he couldn't see me. Man, I, I about emptied my paintball gun trying to get him. It was a lot of fun. Anyhow, that was a timely thing to do before this message. It wasn't planned that way, but it worked out good. Then number four, you have to move carefully. This was instructions given to these people out of this Air Force training manual that if, you, if you're in a battle, move carefully. This is huge, folks. In the middle of a storm, don't make big, quick decisions. Sometimes you actually have to slow it down a bit. If we're in a blizzard in the prairies, we move carefully during the blizzard. Because if we go fast and you make a quick turn, you really can't see you're in the ditch. And when you're in the battle, move carefully. This storm will blow over. This thing's not going to last forever. If you're in a storm and a battle today, it will clear up. But don't make big decisions Move carefully, move slowly, get people to help you. you got blind spots. None of us see the whole picture. we got blind spots. That's one of the reasons they, they told me to have a couple people with me in the paintball game because you can't see the whole picture. You've got to have somebody else looking for you. And in battles of life, we need to have people with us who can help spot stuff that we can't see. That's huge. Again, Are there people like that in your life? Cultivate those relationships. Help others the same way. It'll come back to you. Uh, Number number five, and by the way, 
always stay under the covering of the local church. That's a huge point. I don't know how many people, we've, every, almost every month, somebody comes back and says, man, I don't know why I was plugged into church and I, you know, I thought I'd do my own thing and I'm back because I just got tired of being beat up. So much better just to abide under the covering, planted in the house of the Lord. God knew he was talking about it. I know sometimes you feel like you're enduring. There's some days you feel like, I don't really feel like going to church. Do it by faith. Say, this is what God said to do. I am going to be planted in the house. I need that food. You won't remember every message. I don't remember every message. And I speak a lot of them. I don't remember them. I go back and they come back to me. But if you ask me, what did you speak on in the last Sunday of January? I probably couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But that was food for that day. I don't remember what every meal my mom served me. I don't remember what every meal my wife made for me. But I know that was food for me. And it sustains me. So stay planted in God's house. It's a key strategy for winning the battles in life. Nobody's going to, you know, track you down. Maybe a person in your home group will give you a call. But really, it's our own choice. We have to choose to do it on our own. So you know what? I know this is good for me, and I'm just going to stay planted. The number five, find water. This was in the manual, find water. Avoid dehydration. And how spiritually applicable is that? We have to drink from the fountain of living waters. You can go without food for a few days. I mean, no, you can't go without water for very long. And you need this water. We need living water. Our battle plan has to include Water. Now, as Vancouverites, we're really good to carry around our water. We always see people with their water bottles. We're pretty good about it in the natural realm. Got to do that in the spiritual realm, guys. We got to carry around our water bottle. This is Jesus' words. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst. He told the woman at the well, not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring within gushing fountains of endless life. We need to take spiritual drinks daily, throughout the day. I think they tell us to drink, like, what, eight glasses of water during the day? Is that right, or is it six, something like that? Eight, okay. Eight glasses of water, so we're sipping on that water during the day. You don't take the full eight glasses in the morning and say, I'm going to get this over with and down all eight glasses. It just doesn't work that way. It's the same thing with God's Word. You've got to drink it during the day. Have a drink then. In the afternoon, you have another drink. So what does that look like? That looks like you on the sky train. Stopping, opening up your Bible, open up your phone, wherever you have some scriptures, and you stop and you take a drink. At lunch hour, you stop and take a drink. You have your iPhone your, or your, your, your uh, iPod, yeah, or your music, right? You got, you got your MP3 player, you got some Christian music on, and you take a drink as you're listening to the scriptures being sung. You drink throughout the day. We need our eight glasses of spiritual water a day for our battle plan. In this survival mode for this, for this Air Force, they knew they needed water. Folks, we need water to win in the battles of life. All right? Number six is find some food. If they were, if they were in this battle, they have to go find food. And that takes initiation, that takes some effort, and we have to take the effort to go find food. My, I have a friend, and he was, he'd been in church work for a long time. He was a, a, he was a teacher at school. He was a, at Bible school, 
and he had pastored for a lot of years, and he said some people come up to him in, the, in this last church he was visiting. He said, you know, we're not going to stay here because we're not being spiritually fed. And he says, you're not being spiritually fed. Are you, are you like a baby Christian? You, you can't feed yourself? You don't know how to eat? Or what's the problem? You don't know how to eat? And he turned the table on them and said, you know, no, you have to find the food. You have to, if you're, if you're a baby Christian, we understand that. But if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you, you, you have to find the food. You have to... You have to take it, digest it, read it, meditate on it. This is, this is really up to you. Last week we talked about the importance of memorizing the word. Of how do we use a sword and memorize it? Sometimes children are memorizing the scriptures more than us adults are. Oh, that's for Sunday school, for children's church. But guess what? We need to keep doing that, finding it, going over it. Here's a little clip of a girl. She's memorizing Psalm 23. You're going to love it. It'll inspire you to memorize the word. Let's pause a bit in the message and watch this clip. Psalm 23. Look at the camera while I'm doing the Bible verse. Okay, good. Why are you looking at the camera? Oh, okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be alone. He makes me lay down in green branches. He leads me in quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know it will bring your with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Surely, surely, prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now my head. You anoint my head with oil. Surely. My cup. My cup, okay. My cup overflows. Surely. Yes. Surely goodness will follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and love. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Isn't that good? Surely, surely. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're memorizing a verse and you're just wondering, like, okay, how does exactly does this go? Find food. Stay in God's Word. Have a battle plan. We, folks, in order to win, we have got to know some of these scriptures by heart. It's, it's not an option. We, it has to be instinctive that when the enemy uh, tries to attack us, Animals survive in the animal kingdom by instinct. And if they don't have instinct, they're wiped out. They don't survive. And we have to spiritually have an instinct, instinctive reaction when we're in a battle. Instinctively, we should call upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 13, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we, this is an easy one. It, it's powerful. But if you're in a situation and it's threatening, you say, you call upon the name of the Lord. You call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus, help me. Or we speak it against the enemy in the name of Jesus. We do that by instinct. It's just, it's there automatically. We, we just use that sword instinctively. We, the scriptures come instinctively. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's something we just... Go to instinctively. Psalm 91, I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It has to come instinctively to us. Okay, number seven is use all equipment possible to survive and bury what you do not need. Again, this is out of this Air Force manual. 
And if you're going to survive, how do you survive? Use all the equipment possible to survive. Well, what do we have? We have our armor, right? The armor of God. Use all the armor of God. If you don't know about it, if you've forgotten about it or you have never reviewed it, go to Ephesians chapter 6. You can read about the armor of God. We have different messages online that would cover that. But use that. And then also, I put in here, stick to the fundamentals. You have to, because in their manual it says, bury what you don't need. One of the things that the enemy likes to do to get us off track, especially if we've been Christians for a while, is what's called every wind of doctrine. He'll blow across this, he'll bring this across us, our path, and he would love to just get us derailed from the main things. As somebody once said, the main thing is keep the main thing the main thing. And in this Christian life, over the years, we've seen this blow in and that blow in and that blow in, different you know, somebody shows up from some faraway place and they've got a deeper revelation than anybody's ever had before and, and they need a big offering for every meeting and, and then they, they've got the latest revelation and they can't really share it with the local church because it's deeper than what everybody else has got. And when you hear that, you should have like four red flags go up and go, oh, this doesn't sound quite right. So you've got to be careful on those things. Stick with the fundamentals I like to say, stay in the middle of the road, run the race, finish it. Oh, I just want to go find some deeper spiritual experience somewhere. We won't go down that track. Anyhow, to win, keep your, to, to win this battle, use the equipment that the Lord gave you, understand it, use it wisely, and then Take off, bury the things that need to be buried. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. This is the Message Bible. It's a great verse. Look at what it says here. It's in your notes. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Some stuff we just need to bury if we're going to win. One of my favorite shows on TV I like to watch is Survivor Man, Canadian guy by the name of Les Stroud. Anybody seen Survivor Man? Okay, a few of you. I think it's on Discovery Channel, a few of those. And, and he goes into the wilderness, and he's got like a Leatherman knife, and he's got a few other things that he takes with him, harmonica. And he go, he's a Canadian. They'll plunk him down in, the, in a bush somewhere, and he's got his own video cameras, and he survives there. And he's just, he, I love watching because he, he's in all these situations, and and as a kid, we used to go to a survivor, survival camp, and it was fun. We'd go up in the mountains, and it was a church-run camp, and we really, we had a backpack in with a very minimum, and uh, we weren't allowed to, a couple of days, we couldn't eat anything out of our packs. We had to eat everything off the land. We had to catch our own fish and catch our own squirrels, and, and, and <laughs> when you're hungry, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> We'd go berry picking, and, 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 we, and it was, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and we, they, they taught us all the different plants we could eat. Don't eat this one, eat this one, and gave us, taught us how to survive in the Rockies if we were ever out there. And you really had to be stripped down to the basics, but the basics, you wouldn't give up any one of the basic things you had. You wouldn't give up your knife. Wouldn't give up your fishing line. You wouldn't give up. We had a mirror. A mirror was really important to us. We had certain things that were really important to us to survive. And as Christians, there's certain things that are really important to us. But other stuff we need to strip off, parasitic sins especially, bury that stuff. 
The survival manual is telling you, bury the stuff that's going to keep you from winning in your battle. Keep your eye on Jesus, who both began to finish this race we're in. Study how he did it. Study how he did it. How many know he's our example? Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, because it's a good fight of faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That'll shoot adrenaline into your souls. It's good stuff. Then number eight, light of fire. Number eight in this survival manual is to light a fire. They are, again, giving instructions to Air Force if they were in enemy territory, how do you survive? Light a fire. Because warmth is a big thing. Able to cook off of it is another big thing. And for us as believers, we too need to light a fire. We could take a different angle on this, but the angle I'm taking tonight on it is light a fire means to stay in worship. One of the greatest things we can have as a battle plan is to be a worshiper. Paul and Silas in jail, midnight hour, what are they doing? Not complaining, not saying how bad it is. They're praying and they're singing hymns. All of the prisoners are listening. They say, what is going on? These guys have been beaten, they've been whipped, and they're in prison, and they're singing. That's how you light a fire. It brings warmth to your soul. The light that comes from it pushes back the darkness. David, when he praised God in the presence of those spirits, evil spirits, with Saul, they left. There's something about worship that is very powerful in the spiritual realm. Let it be part of your battle plan. Light a fire. I know if you've ever been in the bush and you've got to light a fire, it's, it's not always easy. You know, it's not bad if you've got, you know, a lighter and gasoline and wood. It's pretty easy. You just throw the match on and away you go. You're done. But if the wood is a little bit wet and you're cold and you're hungry and you've got to go find the little pieces of wood to get it going and you're down there and you're blowing on it, it, it takes a little bit of work to get the fire going. And sometimes in the battles of life, it takes a little while for that fire of worship to get started. So if you feel like, oh, you know, I really don't feel like singing this song. I would much rather, you know, escape and watch a movie or I'd much rather just, you know, drown it out some other way. That's not going to win the battle. What's going to win the battle is say, I'm going to sing a song. Pick your favorite worship song. Put the earphones in. Whatever you got to do, but you begin to sing. And you begin to blow on it. And pretty soon, that warmth, that energy is going to come up. And it's going to give you the strength you need to win your battle. Number nine is don't despair. This, again, is an instruction from this uh, flight manual. Is don't despair. Maintain a positive attitude at all times. Really important to keep a positive attitude all the time. They did a a study of uh, different... Uh, death camps and Stephen Covey he mentioned it in his book as well first things first Viktor Frankl he was an Austrian psychologist and he survived the death camps of Nazi Germany and as he began to study survivors he made a startling discovery it, it he looked at several factors the health of the people the vitality family structure intelligence survival skills and finally concluded that none of these factors were primarily responsible. The single most significant factor he realized was a sense of future vision, the impelling convictions of those who were to survive, that they had a mission to perform, some important work left to do. Survivors of POW camps in Vietnam and elsewhere reported similar experiences, a compelling 
future-oriented vision is the primary force that kept many of them alive. And when we're in the battles of life, we cannot despair. We must remember that God's got something great for us to do, and I will not quit. I will continue to focus on him and fight the good fight of faith. Psalm 27, 13, look at this verse there in your notes. I would have despaired, David said, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You might be in a battle, and guess what? In that battle, what's part of your battle plan? Part of my battle plan is that I will not despair. I will keep a positive attitude. I'm going to keep my mind in the game, and I will not sink into depression and despair. I will focus my mind on this, that God has a plan for me, and there's an end to this battle. We go through the valley. Psalm 23 is we go through the valley. It's not a cave. It's a valley. You come out the other side of this thing, and God's got a plan for my life. Romans 8, 38 and 39, a great verse to finish up on here. I am convinced, writes Paul, that nothing, nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't, the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. This is, just as an animal has a core instinct built into them to survive, what's built into us is a love of God, that nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing is greater than love. Faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. Let love be a key part of your battle plan. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.